0: Who Gets to Decide, a liberty-based podcast that brings a little piece of sanity to a confused society drowning in a culture of
1: craziness. And here is your host,
0: Seth Martin. All right. Hello, 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 everybody, and welcome to another episode of Who Gets to Decide. This is Seth Martin, your host. Thank you for joining me this evening. Glad you're here. Happy you're listening. Well, today I want to talk about Trump collusion because Um, you know, Durham's prosecution, his, his uh, legal battles continue and nobody's, nobody's going to jail. There's no perp walk yet or anything like that, but there's a lot of interesting information that's coming out in this trial. And of course, that's what happens when you go to trial is all the information comes out. But before we go to the Trump collusion thing, I just want to comment on what happened today, the prime minister of the UK, uh, and I can't remember her name. She's, she, was, she was only prime minister for like 45 days, resigned today. And I just want to mention this because I think what's, what's happening is uh, you're seeing kind of the beginnings of uh, like a global financial crisis about to, that's coming upon us. And I think what happened here is this uh, prime minister, you know, she kind of campaigned. They don't really campaign there, but they campaign among their peers. And she was going to cut taxes and really, um, you know, put forth this real strong economic kind of program. And the problem is, you know, the, basically the, the, the bank of England, you know, had a run on the bank a couple of weeks ago, three weeks ago, something like that. And, you know, all this stuff that she wanted to do that really is probably the right thing to do. I mean, all of a sudden she can't do. And so, um, you know, her party members, uh, I think kind of got frustrated with her. Um, she made several U-turns. And at the end of the day, she just decided to uh, resign. Now, I think she had the shortest prime minister. Um, she, was the, she had the shortest um, office time as a prime minister than anybody in the history of the British government. So I, th- I thought that was significant to bring up today. But I think it's just indicative of what's, what's happening financially, uh, globally. And, of course, this is going to continue to unfold as the cards, you know, come out of the deck. And the Bank of England problems, that was one of the first cards out of the deck. And I think it'll be instructive later on. All right, so now I want to go to this this Trump collusion. We're going to use this Maria Bartiromo interview uh, from Fox Business uh, as a backdrop and uh, just comment on, some of the stuff that is coming out in this trial and you know many of us people like me have been saying this stuff for years I mean uh, it, it was obvious what had happened but of course the FBI' has been able to obfuscate uh, the reality and and you know hide behind ongoing investigations and then they got kind of uh, the administration got bullied into uh, having, uh, the Mueller, um, independent counsel. And it just, it just, it just ran everything out really long. And now of course, nobody's even paying attention to it, but there are serious, uh, in my mind, serious crimes that have taken place at the highest levels of government. Uh, Barack Obama himself could potentially be involved and, um, I don't know if it's ever going to come out. I don't know what's ever going to come of this, but there were some serious laws broken, uh, especially around um, the predicate for the FISA warrants and and the uh, on Carter Page and just the the the, the predicate in general uh, about uh, for spying on a, uh, an opposition party during a campaign. I mean that's just unprecedented and uh highly illegal. I mean this is using the federal government as your it, it, it's kind of like what happened in Watergate, but on like an order of magnitude worse. So we're gonna we're gonna play this uh Maria Bartiromo interview and uh, she interviews uh Devin Nunes and you'll uh you should probably know Devin Nunes. He was the um uh, um uh, Oh, gosh, he was a he's a a congressman, but I think he was on the House uh, Intelligence Committee and he and his uh, team led by Kash Patel really uncovered a lot of this, you know, nefarious stuff that happened while Trump was president and all these investigations into Trump. So without further ado, let's get into the Maria Bartiromo interview.
2: this sunday morning with corruption at the highest levels a string of evidence revealed last week about just how hard the fbi tried to take down donald trump regardless of not finding any evidence of russia collusion and all the while covering up for clinton crimes and biden lies the fbi paid igor danchenko two hundred thousand dollars to stay on the fbi's payroll for three and a half years including during the trump presidency also offering Christopher Steele a million dollars to corroborate the made-up attacks against Trump, something he could not do. In addition, two FBI analysts testified that they wanted to interview a Clinton operative who was actually planting the Russia story, but they were told by Robert Mueller's team to stand down and not interview Clinton's PR man, Charles Dolan.
0: So there's three things that she mentions here, Uh, Danchenko. Now, Danchenko, uh, he was acquitted of lying. So all that we were able to charge him with as a, as a government is lying, uh, to the FBI. But you know, that to me, that was a fool's errand to begin with because he was working for the FBI. I mean, why would he lie to the FBI? They're paying him $200,000 over three years to get information and be an informant for the FBI. So I, to me, I didn't understand the whole, you know. Prosecuting him for lying to the FBI, but it, one of the things it did is it did flush out some of this other information. Um, you know, there, there's information here about we found out about Christopher Steele. We found out that that the FBI offered him a million dollars to corroborate, you know, all this stuff that was in the in the, his dossier that he that he leaked to our intelligence community. And Of course. It was all made up, so he couldn't corroborate any of it. So he obviously didn't take the million dollars. But uh, but the fact that it was offered uh, just shows you that the FBI uh, was willing to pay. I mean, you know, I, I, I guess there's no way to prove that they didn't know the information was, was accurate. But, you know, they couldn't find anybody to corroborate it. And even, even if you, you know, offered to pay the guy who wrote the dossier, I mean, that's, that's extraordinary. I mean, just, just on that alone, you, you, would, you would dismiss that information, uh, any rational person would. Uh, not, you know, continue to come on TV every day and talk about how valid it is and, and, and all the things that are in it and bring them up as, as, as though they actually happened in the media like John Brennan did, I mean, or Adam Schiff, you know, any of these people, they they continued to talk about this as if it was gospel truth. And, and we find out that the FBI couldn't even get the guy that wrote the dossier, they couldn't even give him a million dollars to corroborate it on the record. I mean, that really tells you all you need to know about the Steele dossier. And then finally they have these these FBI employees that wanted to interview uh some Clinton operatives and the Mueller team during the Mueller investigation uh you know basically said no you're not going to do that we're not digging into that that's old news you know this had to do with the emails and um and things like that I think and and so you know a lot of interesting um Oh, I guess interference of investigations and uh, I guess you would call that obstruction of justice. Um, any, anyway, just interesting facts coming out as part of this Danchenko uh, trial for lying. And like I said, Danchenko, I think, he was, I think he was being tried on four or five counts of lying to the FBI and he beat all five of them or four or whatever it was. And to me, like I said, that, that's weird anyway. I mean, why, why are we trying this guy for lying to the FBI? He was an FBI informant. When would he have lied to the FBI? So, I don't know, this doesn't make any sense.
2: I want to talk to you about something you know very well, exactly what went on in this Russia probe uh, and the Igor Denshenko trial. Give us your sense and reaction to the headlines we saw this week that I've just detailed.
1: Yeah, I think I look at this in three major revelations. And the first and obvious one is this, this new fact that we found that Steele was offered a million dollars. Now this is something that wasn't given to Congress even though we had subpoenaed way back in 2017 and, and 18. So when they found out that Steele was lying, did they go to the British government and ask for Steele to be extradited? Or did they, no, they didn't. Uh, instead, what do they do? Even though he's on the payroll, they offer a million-dollar bounty, essentially, on Trump's head for him to go and prove something that the FBI already knew was false and was coming from the Clinton campaign.
0: Yeah, this is really astonishing because, like I said, for years, uh, people in the intelligence community came on TV and talked about this steel dossier as if it had really happened. This was valid information. And they knew from the beginning that it was not. So, you know, that is, that's extraordinary. I mean, they let the impeachment go forward. They, They did, they let the Mueller investigation go forward. They let all this three ring circus go forward and last for four years All four years of Donald Trump's presidency, and they knew from the very beginning that the information in the Steele dossier was not true. And that it was uh, opposition research paid for by the Clinton campaign. That is an amazing finding. That tells you all you need to know about the federal government of the United States and its FBI its Justice Department where um, uh, Mueller works and all the lawyers that worked on that, on that investigation. It was all, the whole thing from top to bottom was made up to try to run Trump out of office. So all you people out there that voted for Trump, all of you, your president, was basically sidelined for his four years, which turned out to be his only four years, the whole time because the quote unquote deep state, you know, the intelligence agencies, the FBI, the Justice Department, the executive branch uh, of the United States government, which basically initiated the whole thing uh, in the Barack Obama administration. This group of people basically took your presidency away from you. All these people that were excited about Donald Trump, the the other side and the deep state players just just basically said to all the American people, screw you, you messed up, you shouldn't have voted for this guy, and we're going to basically make him impotent. We're just going to basically neuter the guy so that he can't do anything. We tie his hands completely for all four years of his presidency. Now that is an amazing thing. That is an amazing revelation. And I bet you now I'm not bragging here, but I'm telling you, I knew this as soon as I heard about this Carter Page FISA warrant, that something wasn't right. Um, And, and, and the, what this did, the 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 reason it's so significant, these people just don't understand this, really, but once they were able to open that FISA warrant up on Carter Page and and surveil him, they had they had the authority to do what they call a two hop rule. So not only could they surveil Carter Page, but they could surveil who Carter Page spoke with. Like on telephones or emails or whatever, and who those people spoke with and communicated with. So you're talking about just in that one FISA warrant, they probably swept up every person on the Trump campaign. Uh, I mean, think about all the. If Carter Page talked to Trump himself, that means they were surveilling Donald Trump. The FBI. So this is this is a this is an amazing. Um, Amazing thing, really, in the history of the United States. I, I, I don't think it, there's any precedence for it. I mean, you, it, it doesn't even do it justice to compare it to Watergate. I mean, some guys broke into a hotel, you know, suite with some file cabinets and tried to take some files. That's what happened in the in Watergate. I mean, this was much worse. I mean, you're talking about dozens and dozens and dozens and dozens of people had their privacy. Um, raided and these people were were opposition they were from the opposition party during an election so a lot of this took place like three months before the election too the pfizer the pfizer warrant was issued before the election um even happened and and certainly they were surveilling donald trump between the election and january 20th when he when he officially took office on inauguration day so i mean you're you're this is This is an extraordinary kind of thing, and I think people really uh, are not giving it its due, certainly not Democrats. So, So next up, you have this revelation about Danchenko.
1: Danchenko clearly was working on behalf of the Clinton campaign and the Democratic National Committee. He had been a longtime kind of Democratic operative working in Washington, D.C., and he was the secret source, as you may recall, that the FBI led us to believe that, oh, something could happen, you know, people could die. Well, when they find out that Danchenko is, in fact, lying and not providing information, do they raid his house like they did at mar-a-lago and go through you know his his underwear drawer and pull out documents of Danchenko. no what do they do they put him, they bring him onto the payroll of the fbi now maria once again this is something that should have been provided to our committee we really would have wanted to know that this guy was now on the payroll and as, as you pointed out he then ultimately was paid two hundred thousand
0: dollars yeah, the thing the thing about this, I don't really care that he was lying to the FBI. I mean, I don't I, I don't I don't think that should even be against the law that you can't lie to federal officials. They lie to people all the time. And in what you can't lie to them, you know, to protect your own skin. I mean, they they lie to us to protect their power. Why could why should we not be able to lie to stay out of jail? You know, there's stupid little rules. But this thing about Denchenko the thing that gets me is just the knowledge that he exists, and that and that he's on the FBI payroll. So, in other words, they they instead of him being a witness, okay, uh, for what actually happened, and 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 the I don't know the illegalities that took place, they decide to put him on a payroll and make him a paid informant. So now he can't be a witness for justice, right? He's, he's now he's an informant. So he's by definition, he's an informant for the FBI when he, when he should have been a witness to what happened. And that, that to me is unbelievable. I mean, they basically hid this guy the entire time. And you hear Devin Nunes talk about how they subpoenaed information uh, and this is why these, it's not exactly a trial, you know, when Congress subpoenas stuff. In, in, a, in a real legal trial, if there's knowledge, if one, one of the parties has knowledge uh, about something that happened or some evidence, they call it exculpatory evidence, you have to provide that to the other side. And, and of course, you can see what happened in this case. The FBI just buried the evidence. They, they, it's like they, they had a safe with a bunch of evidence folders and they shoved all these evidence folders in the safe and locked it and just didn't even look at it. And, uh, and, and that includes Robert Mueller didn't look at it. Um, you know, the uh, Adam Schiff and his team, Jerry Nadler, none of those guys ever looked at it. They just made up a story and told it to the American public and made it look like, uh, Donald Trump was some sort of crook, treasonous crook, you know, I don't know, playing footsie with Vladimir Putin. It, the whole thing is just, it's ridiculous on its face. And it, it was ridiculous from the beginning. Why would, why would any president, any person running for president of the United States try to get help from, from Russia to win. I mean, that just doesn't make any sense. And so, you know, we were duped. That's the reality of it. Collectively, the entire country was duped. The media covered it all up and all because, you know, orange man bad. I mean, so, you know, all these people sold their soul to to the devil. They basically undermined the rule of law where, you know, according to Nancy Pelosi, nobody's above the law and Chuck Schumer nobody's above the law and all these people running around talking about nobody's above the law and there were only about a billion laws broken during the five year you know the four years that uh, Trump was president and the six months run up to his presidency so you know i mean i think we need to stop falling for the whole nobody's above the law bullshit
1: and i think third and finally uh, what came out of this is finally we get the direct evidence that we've been missing for a long time that the Mueller witch hunt was, in fact, a witch hunt that was designed to cover up the involvement of the Democrats and the Clinton campaign. If anyone had ties to Russia, it was it was them. Yeah. So so do they go and investigate um, and investigate Danchenko? No. What Mueller does is he buries it.
0: I think Devin Nunes is spot on here. You know, basically all these people in power, they didn't think Donald Trump was going to win, okay? And once he won, I think the oh shit moment ha- happened. Because then all of a sudden, they 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 start looking at this like, oh man, you know, we broke a few laws when we surveilled Donald Trump. I don't know if you remember, he had only been in office for like a couple of weeks. And he's already talking about how the Obama administration um uh, spied on him. And people laughed in the media. Oh, that's so stupid. Trump thinks Obama spied on him. Isn't that dumb? Isn't he dumb? Isn't this whole thing dumb? The fact that he's president, that's just dumb and embarrassing. And, 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 and of course, what we find out in all this is that he was right. Uh, he was spied on. And of course, Devin Nunes and his team were the ones the early uh, the early people involved that that basically revealed this information to him. So, yeah, I mean, the Mueller investigation they had to get a special counsel investigation going because that was the only way that they could lock this whole thing up without anybody looking into it. Because then you just had people, you know, a bunch of lap dogs in the media going, "Well, we just need we just need to wait and see what the Mueller investigation turns up. We just need to wait." Wait, 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 wait. Meanwhile, you know, Trump day in and day out is getting skewered in the media about if this is true, you know, there's going to be indictments. You know, every single day there were leaks about if this is true, there's going to be indictments. And, of course, none of it was ever true. There were no indictments. But for two and a half years at least, there was just all this speculation all the time that was constantly being thrown out into the media and, and, and leaks, leak constant leaks, uh, coming out of the justice department and, uh, people reporting on it as if it was true. Adam Schiff running to the microphone every single day and talking about if this is true, Donald Trump Jr. is going to jail and, and Eric Trump is going to jail and, uh, Jared, whatever his name is, uh, Ivanka's husband is going to jail. You know, every every day it was like this for like two and a half years. So the Donald Trump presidency was just completely stolen from the deep state, the elites. I don't, I don't which whatever you want to call them, His presidency was stolen, and therefore it was stolen from all the people that voted for him.
1: Why is Durham not bringing criminal conspiracy charges? You know, he reports it's going to have to be a commission that has has not been done in a long time in, in congress it's going to have to be created to look at all the malfeasance of the FBI that's not just about the Russia hoax but something that maybe is similar to the church commission maybe like the 9/11 commission you're beginning because look if this doesn't happen the calls to disband the FBI are going to get louder and louder because the, you know half of america cannot live in a system where where one party's treated differently than the other yeah.
0: Well, this is the to me this is the same argument that that you can use for election fraud. I mean, the same thing could be said. I mean, you've got half the population who thinks uh, the election was a scam, was was a fraud, um, and and you know and and they're just ignoring it, and so. I think Devin Nunes brings up a good point. And to me, I don't care if we have a commission or not. I want to see the FBI disbanded. I want to see it eliminated. I'm not sure there's a need for a federal investigative police force, especially uh, one that uh, is turned inward on its own citizen's and uh, political parties that are out of favor with its own organization. I mean, that that's just that's counterproductive. I mean, you want to have people pour into the street and 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 have a revolution. I mean, that's the kind of thing that'll spark that. And and then you know, I mean, just incidentally, we're not going to go into this today. But there's supposedly there's like at least twenty or thirty FBI agents in the crowd on January sixth instigating things. That's that's supposedly the word. Now, a little bit of that is hearsay because nobody will report on it. So you're kind of just stuck with innuendo and things like that that you hear from various sources and you have to piece things together. But I think that's entirely likely. I mean, this this uh, Epps guy, Ray Epps, we, you know, there's been crickets about that guy, and he's all over video everywhere instigating, you know, trying to encourage people to go to the Capitol and march on the Capitol and storm the Capitol and all this other stuff. So I think it's entirely plausible that the FBI was just in on it. They had informants. They had actual employees there uh, instigating what was happening at the Capitol. So I don't think it's a far stretch to see them as uh, a force for, for, for bad, for evil uh, in, a, in, a, in a government, in a republic. Uh, the type of government, you know, a, a quote-unquote representative government like we have here in the United States.
2: Are there talks underway right now to create a commission to bring in outsiders to investigate the FBI and, and dismantle this politicization?
1: Yeah, I mean, I'm taking a lot of calls from folks now, you know, just asking, you know, how do they get to the bottom of this? And one of the challenges is that if the Republicans are to gain control, one of the challenges first will be that, you know, that, that we now are now seeing in full light. But if you go back in time, yeah. you know, they would constantly say, oh, we can't tell you that because there's an ongoing investigation. We, the Congress. And then they would say, well, you guys don't have the proper clearances. So, I mean, this is going to be the problem is that the FBI is very clever about hiding in these gray areas and hiding the ball from Congress. So, look. This is a bad situation yeah. for the Republicans to be going into, but at least we have the experience, bad experience over the last five or six years. We know now how to deal with these guys like never before. And it's mm-hmm. gonna take the full power of the speaker and the full power of a commission to get to the bottom of what actually happened here and and, and rewrite the course yeah. of how the FBI and the justice system should operate in this I- country.
0: I 100% agree that that should happen. But I put the odds of that happening at less than 5%. I mean, we might actually have a commission, uh, and and they may, in fact, investigate. uh, But they're going to go from, you know, you don't have the clearance or, you know, there's an ongoing investigation. They're going to go from those excuses to, you know, I don't recall. I don't don't recollect that, uh, congressman, congresswoman they're just going to go to that. They're going to say they don't remember and they're not sure. And, and it's just going to be a bunch of people going "Oh, I don't know what happened. Uh, I thought it was a, I thought it was an exercise, you know, or whatever. (laughs) Kind of like in that movie, enemy of the state. But, um, you know, I, I, I agree that if, if nothing is done, that's going to be very bad. I mean, there's a lot of people that feel like me that these were these were high crimes. I mean, these are serious crimes where like Peter Strzok and Jim Comey and Christopher Wray even, you know, the current head of the FBI, these guys should go to jail. I mean, this is the whole the whole point of the FISA court is to make sure that people's rights because the the FISA court operates in secret, right? So they supposedly quote unquote, have all these safeguards to protect civil liberties of American citizens. And 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 those were just completely I mean, not only were they overlooked like not just even accidentally, they were flat out ignored. Because if you'll recall, the FBI found out that Carter Page was talking to Russians, and there was a conversation or a memo or some sort of communication with the CIA about Carter, Carter pages interaction with Russians. And the CIA is on record as saying, yeah, you know, we know he's talking to Russians. He's talking to Russians on our behalf. He's our, he's our informant. And so the, the FBI knew that Carter page was not, uh, colluding with Russia to, you know, throw an election or interfere with an election. They know for a fact that's not what was going on, and yet they pursued that FISA warrant anyway. And to me, thats I don't care about all this other stuff, Denchenko and the Steele dossier and all that. It's easy to get lost in the middle of all that. The, the thing I just described with that FISA warrant, that is the most important thing, and they need to focus on that, focus on who authorized it and why, and also set the timeline up between the FBI and the CIA communication. And whoever was involved in that goes directly to jail. Do not pass go. Do not collect $200. Go straight to jail. Because that process is, is designed to be safeguarded. And they completely and you know 100% knowingly circumvented that process because they wanted to get Donald Trump.
1: I think it's a, it's pretty simple, right? You had the, the, the Democrats under Obama and Biden that conspired to go out and get and get President Trump at the time and Republicans, uh, and they got knee deep in it. You know, they were worried about the Hillary Clinton emails being exposed before the 2016 election, so they decided to frame Trump and, and try to, to create an October surprise, and then Trump does the unbelievable and he wins. And that's when they go into full-blown criminal conspiracy. They stand up this, this sham molar witch hunt to essentially hide the ball. And then they successfully hid the ball from Congress for three or four or five years and, and ongoing by doing these dirty tricks that just continued. So it was a whole cabal. It's clear for the American people to see. And now it's going to be up to, the, uh, to a Republican Congress to get to the bottom of what happened.
0: Well, I feel better that uh, it's up to Republicans in Congress if they take back the House to get to the bottom of what happened. I mean, <laughs> what I don't understand about the Durham investigation is why they're focusing on this Denchenko guy and screwing around with who lied to what of the FBI. I mean, why aren't they focusing on this FISA warrant and how it was issued, who signed off on it, what the predicate was, what's the, what's the communication timeline? Um, between that FISA warrant and the the communication with the CIA about who Carter Page was and who he was working for, to me, this is the crux of the whole thing. This is this is what led to all that other stuff. And like Devin Nunes said, then it was then it was a cover up. Okay, then it was a criminal conspiracy to cover up the initial law break, which was. The the FISA warrant. So look, that to me, that's where the focus should be. Uh, I I just don't I don't have any confidence whatsoever that we'll ever be able to get there. Um, they've they've just there's just not the political will in my mind uh, to do this. It's just not there, and it's a real shame because I think because this actually was was pulled off. I think we'll see more of this in the future, and you know we just we've just got one of these kangaroo governments now. Where crazy shit like this can happen, and you know nobody can do anything about it, and they just demagogue it until everybody forgets about it or gets tired of discussing it, and then you know next now now we're going to talk about this trillion dollar bill that we're trying to pass.